Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It's 134 in Edmonton. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over... 50 years. Royal Pizza offers curbside pickup, takeout options for menu and a list of the 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stopper recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. Uh, still to come on the show, Alan May, longtime uh, Washington Capitals player and broadcaster. We'll have this day in order's history for New West Travel, and we'll get to some of your texts as well. Off to the River Cree Resort and Casino, and we welcome back Alan May. Hey, Al, how you doing? I'm well-rested. I'm doing good. Thanks You're for well- having me, Bob. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, look, we, we know you cover the Washington Capitals on a day-to-day basis. We're, you know, Canadians at times are a little bit guilty of looking down south and inundated with American culture and American television. But this year, Al, it's all about the Canadian division in the north. And uh, I, I got to ask you, I mean, you're, you're a Canadian that's spent a long time now down in the U.S. Do you catch yourself watching some of the, uh, you know, the, the games out of the north division on the NHL network and that sort of thing? Well, I, I got a pretty good setup from the league, and I get every broadcast of every team. So I don't have any blackouts. I get both versions of when you know the Oilers Flames play. I get both broadcasts. Whatever, whoever's showing the game, I get them. So I have been tuning in to almost every Canadian game that I can. I, I found it pretty exciting. Uh, Probably not as physical as I want, but it's kind of a train wreck right now, the way that some of the teams are playing when they don't have the puck. But it's been entertaining. Uh, I wouldn't mind being back in the league and getting to play against Vancouver and Ottawa right now uh, to, <laughs> to, to, you know, to pump some goals in because it seems like everyone's got their stats against those two teams. Uh, it, it is interesting. Like the, you know, when I watch, uh, when I watch the, when I'm not watching, like tonight as an example, I'm going to be watching Boston, or, yeah, Boston and the Rangers, right? But I do find it's, it is a, it's an, it's almost in some of the divisions, it's a completely different. Like you know, out west, you got guys like McDermott fighting Delorier. Uh, each division's got something a little bit different about it. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's like it's four different leagues right now to me. And I've actually instructed my producer to, from now on, I don't want to see who's got the most goals in the NHL. I just want to see who has the most goals in the East, the most points, the most penalty minutes, and not really worry about the rest of it right now because through the first two rounds of the playoffs, you're just going to be in your divisions. And, you know, so it really doesn't matter what uh, Austin Matthews and those players are doing in Toronto stat-wise or what's going on. In, uh, with, with Josh Anderson of Montreal to what we do because everything is so damn different right now as far as the way everyone's playing. And, you know, and you're so right. Every division is completely different how they're playing the game. And uh, I'm kind of happy that the Caps don't have to play Columbus and Carolina every night because they're so in your face that the, the, the games can be, you know, it's, it's tough to get anything created against those two teams. They're just, you know, if they, if they can score some goals, they're in your face. They forecheck so well. 
and that entire division is turning into like the ultimate four check league and you know where teams are stifling each other so it it, it has been highly entertaining and, and it is very very different to watch now the washington capitals had a little bit of a covid run with some of their russian players and ultimately saw them taken out of the mix uh they played 12 games they've got six wins uh in terms of uh, six six regulation wins or six wins overall, but they've their 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 record's kind of a little bit deceiving. They're six three one and two. So what? How would you you know? In other words, they've had overtime losses and shootout losses as well as regulation losses. How would you uh, assess what you've seen in the Eastern Division to date so far? Washington is third. Boston's leading the way at nine one and two. Philadelphia's second. They're scoring a lot and giving up a lot. The Caps are scoring a lot and giving up a lot. Pittsburgh's got goaltending issues. There's there's some really good teams in that division, aren't there? Oh, the teams are phenomenal in the division. And when I look at how the Capitals are playing right now, they've only had their roster the first two games, first three games in Pittsburgh or Buffalo and Pittsburgh, and then everything else has been five or five or six extra players in every night. With you had your four COVID losses, two of the players it sounds like had it, two of the players Ovechkin and Orloff admitted to already having the antibody, so that means they had it sometime while they were back in Russia. Um, so you had those guys, and it was injury after injury. Justin Schultz takes a puck to the face. He's been out almost two weeks now. Uh, and what will happen, you know, they were banking points. They were kind of stealing points, if you ask me, playing against some of the teams. And, you know, they haven't played a 60-minute game yet. And, you know, as they get all the players back, I expect to see that, you know, this weekend against Pittsburgh, you never know who's going to win these games. But they, they get back on the ice Sunday at uh, 3 o'clock Eastern time in Pittsburgh, and the Caps will have their real roster in again. They'll have all their lines the way they wanted to have them. And uh, it'll be completely different than Pittsburgh. You know, they've been dealing with injuries. And when you look at their roster, you're like, who's playing defense? And uh, they've been having a tough time with that. But they've got Sidney Crosby, who's still – gives you the greatest effort in the world every single game and uh, buffalo doesn't you know they, they still haven't found a way to be a, a great solid consistent team yet but they've got a lot of speed on their team they've got a lot of players that don't realize how good they can be and uh they're pushing the league the, the division to be better new jersey's kind of pushing the division to be better the rangers uh really inconsistent because they've got so many young players that really don't know how to, to play defensive hockey yet uh, the Islanders, it's the same. Any Barry Trotz team, it's always going to be the same thing. They're going to have to grind out every win. Philadelphia, they've had injuries, but they're amazing. Uh, they're a really good-looking hockey team. So when you go through this division, there's a lot of good hockey, and I think the Caps and, and the Bruins, once they get everyone back, I think they're the top two teams in the, in the division by the end of the season. You mentioned Buffalo. I don't know if you're aware of the stat. Taylor Hall, uh, $8 million per year. And you know I'm a big Taylor Hall fan. I, he's a good player. Uh, Jack Eichel, $10 million a year. Jeff Skinner, grossly overpaid at $9 million a year. They played 10 games. Now, they've been out for two weeks. So, in fairness, those guys have been out a, a while. Uh, but they've each played 10 games. They have a combined one even strength goal between $27 million of players. Now, they've had some other guys pop up. And that's kind of what's happened with Washington, too. I mean, there's been some other guys that have kind of, you know, given some secondary offense. i got to ask you, how, how's it going with Zdeno Chara, by the way, in Washington? Absolutely amazing. What an, you know, I, I thought this team was going to be one of those teams that was they're going to be fourth or fifth in the division before they got Chara. And once he decided he reached out to the team to play here, it was a no-brainer, and he's basically on a league minimum. He's had one bonus kick in already for 10 games played, and you know, so he's roughly he's at a million, and I think that bonus goes into next season's salary cap. But he 
has been amazing. No matter who he plays with, uh, I don't know where his plus is, plus six, plus seven, plus eight. Uh, but he's been so solid defensively. You know, he's, he's not the fastest guy, but you don't have to be the fastest guy when you're six nine. As smart as he is, and one thing that has never gone away from him, he plays the game mean. He's got a mean streak in him, and he makes people pay. And he's been incredible within the dressing room. Uh, the players can't say enough great things about him. The leadership that he brings and the example that he sets every day in his professionalism. And I think it's taken some of the burden off. And he was playing so well with Justin Schultz. Uh, I think there were plus nine each at the time when Justin got it was injured. And he's been, he's been terrific here. Uh, talk about last minute uh, or say last 30 seconds of a period. Uh, you know, when the other team pulls their goal, he's out there. And just all the simple little plays. And, you know, he makes sure he doesn't put himself in, in too many spots where, you know, his lack of speed will catch up to him. And I, I thought they'd manage him very well, but he's been phenomenal. He's been he probably the most consistent defenseman after Justin Schultz went out. Char has been the most consistent D-man they have. So Samsonov hasn't been available. Now, I'm told the Washington Capitals have invested heavily in goaltending. They have a whole goaltending model since uh, Barry Trotz uh, headed off and uh, took, you know, sort of his goaltending guru with the Mitch Korn. Uh, but there was a bit of a surprise in goal, at least to start. The guy had a lot of success. Tell us about this uh, goaltender. Is it Vitek Vanasek? Is that how you pronounce it? Vitek Vanacek, and he's a Slovakian kid, and he's been incredible. He's been an American League All-Star the last couple of years, and I think in all of his time in the American League, he was only pulled once in a game, and it was early uh, his, his first season. He, he's, his work ethic is phenomenal, and the coaches there have been raving about him for a while, about how good he could be, and there's a lot of people that feel that he's better than Samsonov. And, you know, he's just getting his feet wet, getting used to everything in the National Hockey League right now, but He's come up really big for the team, and it's been it's been spectacular to see what he's been able to bring. And uh, you know, they had a little rebound control problem when he first got in, probably due to nerves. But he's been really good, so they're lucky here in that fact. And I and he may play every game for the next two weeks because Samsonov was not allowed to work out at all for 14 days uh, from when he went negative, I believe, or, or from when it, you know his COVID positive turned into a negative. It's 14 days without any exercise and they don't want you doing anything so you get back and you know there's other after effects that they're worried about and he didn't look like he was so ready to start the season so he's behind so they've got to get him in not just in in game shape they've got to get him in shape in general so Vanacek's going to be the starter Craig Anderson's here uh, but I don't think he's going to really get any starts I think it's Vitek Vanacek's net every single game until Samsonov is 100% ready to play again Chuck Fletcher went into Philadelphia. Uh, they've got an experienced coaching staff, but I, I got to tell you, like J- JVR, James Van Reems, like is leading that. He's got 18 points in 13 games. The guy had 40 points last year in 66 games. Like he, you know what? He the year before in Philly, he had 27 goals, but he was a, a dash 10. I did not like when we think of the Flyers, we think of guys like Giroux and you know Voracek and and, and maybe the emergence of a kid like Connecting. I did not have JVR sort of driving that offense up front. Well, I think the big thing is that he used this time off, and you know, it wasn't happy with the way his season went last year. And there was talks: there, are they going to buy him out? He's you know grossly overpaid for what he was producing. And his skating looks like it's improved, his conditioning level. So he's adapted 
to what Vigneault and his coaching staff, what how they want to play. Because last year, he couldn't keep up. Last season, he was behind the play. Now he's leading the play. He's doing more things. He's always been good on the wall. He's incredibly creative around the front of that. He and Wayne Simmons are probably two of the best net front guys in the National Hockey League with, with all the different you know moves that they have down low to get off of the, the check and the spin and shoot. But now he, he's skating to get his goals. And it's kind of good to see because I was never really impressed with his skating. I actually couldn't believe, you know, what he couldn't do when he first was drafted in the National Hockey League and how he looked out there. But I think he, he's really done what, what it, he's done what it, been necessary to make sure that he's a National Hockey League skater. He looks really good out there, and uh, he's completely changed his game, and that's great news for Philadelphia, who, who already seem like they're, they're, they got a really good roster. And they they're young. They got, they're young. They've got solid goaltending. And, uh, you know, when you have guys like him step up, I think Drew's playing a better brand of hockey right now, too. So, But I just look at JVR. He really stood out last Saturday against the Caps in their last game and uh, was doing a lot of great things on the ice. Alan May joining us, longtime Washington Capitals broadcaster, friend of the show. Al, anybody stick out in the Central? I mean, obviously Tampa Bay and Florida down there. Tampa Bay and Florida in the Central. Anyhow, I digress. Or out of the West, I mean, which teams have you sort of got your eye on? Well, you know, one of the things is the Dallas Stars, they had all that time off. And, you know, they, they kind of snuck up on everybody. And the, the hockey that they're playing is really good. But when you talk about those divisions, when that, that Central division, it's kind of like a North Central and a South Central. When you look at the Nashville and Dallas and the two Florida teams, you know, and, and you, have, uh, you have Carolina. And so it, it, it kind of works for their travel partners. So, you know, people was, were wondering why they did that. And they were talking about putting Pittsburgh in that division. And there's no way that Pittsburgh was not going to be playing against the New York Rangers, the Flyers, and the Capitals because the ratings are way too great. And the games are way too good with the Capitals. Pittsburgh games are phenomenal. So, the uh, you know, I've been really impressed with the Dallas Stars, what I'm seeing out of there. They've had to deal with a lot of injuries. And, you know, their, their players are stepping up. Uh, Minnesota, you know, they're, they're hit or miss every night, uh, you know, the way they play. But, you know, I, I just look at – you know, all these teams, they've just got to find ways to be better. You know, I think it's got to be easier for a coaching staff to prepare right now uh, when you get the back-to-back games or sometimes three in a row. To If you, if you have a, a, a good coaching staff and find where your, you know, your miscues, your mistakes are in a game, you, you can correct that and, you know, what other teams are, are doing better. So it's going to be, you know, this is really about, you know, strong coaching staffs and getting their players how well they can communicate with their players to, to change on the fly and how to adapt their game plans. And, you know, I, I just look at all around the league, like uh, I, I Columbus has become must watch TV with Patrick Liney and Jack Roslovich uh, tearing it up right now. So it, it's, you know, I, I just really love watching hockey again. And maybe it's because we didn't have it for a while, but there's a lot of excitement around the league as far as the head to head combat and uh, not having fans in the buildings. I, I think this inspires the player to be better uh, playing kind of an angrier hockey game. One final one for you. Are you surprised McDavid and Drysettle are one-two in NHL scoring? <laughs> you know what? If I said I was surprised, I'd be lying. There's not a chance. They're absolutely phenomenal. Uh, it, it's it's amazing to see those two guys and the accuracy that they're shooting the puck with, passing. But the big thing in Edmonton is, you know, in Washington, it went through it too long. 
everyone just expects those two players to score goals like everyone expected Ovechkin to get every goal here and Backstrom to get every assist. And you don't start to have success until every player realizes they've got to get on the, the game sheet somehow to help the team win. So the fourth line guy's got to produce the third line. Everyone's got to understand their roles, and you can't just leave it to those two guys. And as that roster develops over time, uh, you know, everyone's got to realize if that team's going to turn into a winner again, that everyone's got everyone's got to pull on it and pull on the rope and make sure that they're a success because those two guys can't do it all alone. Mario Lemieux couldn't do it all alone with the Army Yager until they added to the arsenal years years and years ago. And uh, what they did in Pittsburgh, same thing. They had to add players to help the superstars, and then you're, you're more of a complete team. Yeah, well, it's uh, interesting. They've started to get a little bit of a th- – I know you played with Dave Tipp, but they've started to get a little bit of an identity. Their third line, they're uh, currently leading the league in defense goals. I don't think anybody saw that happening. And i got to tell you, McDavid has not gone through a hot stretch yet. Well, let's rephrase it. Nugent Hopkins, who's playing with him, has had a lot of looks. He hasn't heated up yet, and I do think at some point uh, they'll eventually get going. Al, love having you on the show. We'll talk in a couple weeks, okay? Yeah, take care, Bob. Thanks for having me. You bet. That is Alan May joining us on the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. It's 150 in Edmonton. We'll wrap up the show after this. Hi, this is Oscar Clefbaum from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shed. Special shout-out, great job, Uh, everybody that's involved in the world's longest hockey game. Uh, Richard Kelly, former Alberta Golden Bear, of course, Brent Sake, Kyle Brodziak, and there's a host of other individuals, and, man, uh, they're all in. It's awesome. And uh, they're raising some huge, huge numbers, and you can get involved at world's longest hockey game, Dotsie. There's lots of volunteers and there's lots of uh, individuals on the ice uh, gutting it out, going through some incredibly brutal times. It's an incredible achievement in terms of what they've been able to accomplish here uh, over uh, the last several days. And we'll continue through this weekend as well. As we go in to the the Stan Oilers history, brought to you each day by Dennis and Jason Laliberti and the team at New West Travel. And here is Brendan Escott. 1993, Bill Ranford recorded his seventh career shutout as the Oilers won 6-0 over the Sharks at Northlands Coliseum. Uh, they got goals from six different players. That was the Sharks' 17th consecutive loss Tying an NHL record, of course, they were just in their second NHL season. George Kingston, Drew Remenda, uh, both out of the University of Calgary, were part of that group, as I recall, back in the day. Again, you can text us at any time, 780-496-0063. Brian S. says, Bob, all the looks Nugent Hopkins has had, and would Toby Reeder have more goals? Is that what he's like? I don't know about that. Uh, can you text us at 780-496-0063? Bob, has Kyle Turris ever played the wing? He strikes me as a winger. What would you think of a Haas-Turris combo line? Uh, well, you need some speed on the left side, but you know, Haas, um, I would, we're going to have an idea Sunday at practice in terms of where Gaetan Haas is back. I mean, he played the two games. He looked pretty good. He went out and Jujar Kara got an opportunity over the last four games and played very well, uh, in combination with Tyler Innes and Josh Archibald. Um, uh, 
CC texts the show to say, Bob, is Samsonov available? Asking for a friend. I would suggest that's highly, Ilya Samsonov, highly unlikely. I wonder a bit about Tristan Jari, just for what it's worth. Uh, there you go. 780-496-0063 on our uh, Ashley Fine Floors text line. Uh, Brendan, what does Reed Wilkins have coming up tonight on Inside Sport? You will hear from the host of the NHL on Sportsnet, Jeff Merrick, as well as Edmonton's Matt Calio telling you about making it as a referee in the NBA. All right, coming up Monday, we'll have a full preview of the Oilers and the Jets' Grant Fuhr will join us to talk about an initiative that's going to be taking place in concert with Monday's game. Uh, we will talk to Jay Woodcroft, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, who are in action this weekend, and our NHL insider, John Shannon, for our friends at Legacy Heating and Cooling. Have a wonderful weekend. Brendan, uh, just want to verify, because I was listening to Jay Lynn yesterday, uh, close out her show before we went to the uh, face-off show. I believe we're carrying uh, Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 4 today. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. And then Reed Wilkins from 4 until 6. So that's what we got scheduled this afternoon. Up next, the global news, weather, traffic update with Kevin Robertson. Have a tremendous weekend, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.